It's time again to turn up your earbuds for our podcast aptly named That's Where You're Wrong. A lighthearted discussion between two friends with their own opinion, which, by the way, are quite similar. But our pig-headedness won't allow for mutual agreement. In other words, Steve, that's where you're wrong. Well, Dave, lovely to hear your voice once again. And um, on today's episode, I think we're going to try and keep a little more lighthearted. And uh, I think we're going to talk about Tim Hortons and Dunkin' Donuts. Well, that's going to be part of the conversation for sure. Um, how, how are you doing where you are? Um, well, I haven't been to a Timmy's in, in weeks, honestly. Like, well, yeah, well over a week. And I don't miss it, but it is kind of ritualistic when you're going to work for us anyway to pick up a coffee and a donut. Um, but uh, That's right. things, things, are, things are the same as they've been for the last week. Nothing much has changed, right? We follow the news every day. We make sure we're on top of everything. The latest... The latest from WHO and the latest from the CDC and all the other organizations. And I don't know if you followed a little thing that I was doing on Facebook. I was a little peeved because I was telling people to wear a mask and people are throwing shit at me saying, ah, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, guess what? So I found, did a little studying. And of course, the Lancet, you know what the Lancet is, Dave? Yes, it's a medical journal. A medical journal. So the Lancet published a, a, a story, well, story, a report, two days ago, saying, "Hey, you okay, know what? Okay, we prosecuted. We prosecuted that idea yesterday. No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just going on. Just let me finish my thought, Dave. So just simply that they said, "Yeah, you know what? It won't hurt." Anyway. Let's move on. So things haven't changed here. It also it also said there wasn't any in, uh, anecdotal evidence from China that it did work when everyone wore them. But, but go on, Steve. A lot of empirical evidence, though, Dave. So, Dave, um, if things are normal. How is it in your hood? Things are uh, much the same, Steve. COVID we're normal. In lockdown. Co- COVID normal. Yeah, we're in lockdown and so on. Yeah, COVID. Uh, but we've been talking a lot about doom and gloom over the last couple of days, and uh, it's getting a few people down. So today, I think we're going to try and uh, change course a little and talk a bit about sports. And uh, uh, I have a friend uh, I'd like to introduce to our listeners. Uh, his name is Joe Dukotsky. He's from New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, Joe's a lifelong resident of New Haven and is a college graduate. And unlike my co-host, he can speak in complete sentences. <laughs> Joe is a listen, <laughs> Joe is a massive sports fan, so he's exhibiting severe signs of live sports withdrawal, and he's agreed to come out of his self-induced coma to give us, you and me, Steve, <laughs> and our listeners, the, as it were, view from here. Excellent. Over the years, Joe has traveled to Canada quite regularly and is uniquely qualified in both perspectives, a sort of Dunkin' Donuts versus Tim Hortons kind of thing. I have to give Joe props on that concept as he has used it on his sports show he hosts here in Canada when he's up here, the McEntee Sports Show, produced by yours truly. Nice. And it airs on CHCO-TV, a community-based independent broadcaster located here in St. Andrews, NB. How's that for a plug? Very nice. Pretty long-winded, I know, so here goes nothing. Hey, Joe, what's the down low from two hours north of the current COVID-19 hotspot? New York City. Hey, Joe. Well, thanks for having me on. After that introduction, I just dropped the mic and end the show right here. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Steve, I, uh, Steve, Joe. Good, good talking. I've got my hand sanitizer and hand lotion 
right by. Early on, I think I was washing my hands too much and getting cuts and chow. I think I was singing the, the <laughs> I think I was singing the album version of Happy Birthday by mistake. Um, <laughs> but thanks, thanks for having me on. Hey, well, it's good to hear you, Joe. Listen, uh, for Steve and I and the listeners, uh, you're sort of just north of New York City, and uh, all kidding aside. Some uh, pretty heavy shits happening there right now. How's things going in New Haven? Well, today actually, it's it's snowing right now for literally the first time in the last two months. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's about thirty eight degrees, or as you guys call it, two degrees. Okay. Um, <laughs> whatever that is, but um, yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting. Um, time and place to be we're about two hours north of new york city which is uh the hot spot they've they've had um over 120 deaths and wow. uh, over fifteen thousand cases and i think it's about a fifth of the cases in the total united states um and connecticut is not averse to that um just to give uh, dave knows this but to give steve and the listeners a little comparison um connecticut is geographically only a f- one-fifth the size of new brunswick but we've got five times the population so it's mm. a pretty dense area um unfortunately um, we've had eight deaths in the state of connecticut as of today Yikes. and over uh, 325 cases mm. um and we're in the same type of uh, self-isolation that you are um, tonight at eight o'clock. They're pretty much closing all non-essential businesses. Um, so luckily, last week I got a haircut, a tattoo, and I bowled one game. <laughs> a tattoo. A tattoo. A tattoo. No, I know you didn't get a tattoo, Joe. <laughs> no, but I uh, I did get a haircut, um, and for some reason. Uh, liquor stores, or as we call them, package stores. Package um, stores. Yeah, a packy, a packy. It's still <laughs> those are still open, and in Massachusetts, uh, just north of us, the uh, marijuana dispensaries are still open. Well, they're so gonna stay. I guess open, those are Joe. considered. They're yeah, essential. mental health. They uh, are essential, essential essential services, Joe. Definitely. Well, I take my quarter and go to the package store when I'm in Massachusetts. And get a pop. Get the package store. Get a pop. Um, well, Joe, uh, Steve, Steve is a big, uh, Steve's a big sports fan. And um, uh, actually, before I go there, Joe, I want to, we introduced the idea of uh, Dunkin' Donuts versus Tim Hortons. Just give us a quick, uh, quick synopsis of the state of Dunkin' Donuts right now. What can you get there? Well, of course, the Dunkin' Donuts are still all open, but drive-through only. Mm. Um, and they do wear gloves when they hand you your your order. Um, so they are they are still open, and uh, a lot of people are using plastic as opposed to bills. But uh, they're still business as, as usual. And this pretty much, Steve, is that what's happening in? Ottawa with Tim Hortons. Yeah, well, you've got a you got one or two Timmies there. Yeah, it's the same. Um, I think you can still go in, but you can't sit. You're not allowed to sit. But I'm pretty sure you can go in. But maybe they've changed that now too. But certainly, most people actually. 
I mean, it's almost a cashless society anyway, so most people are using cards or phones to pay. I think in the States, uh, Joe, can you, you still don't have tap, do you, or do you have tap now? Have what? Yeah, you don't have it. So it's really interesting. Tap, One thing, tap, you know, you tap your he, card on. He machine. doesn't know. Oh no! Yeah, they 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 have like Apple Pay and and things like that. So you have Apple um, Pay on a phone. Yeah, yeah, and, and apps and, and yeah, things. So yeah, you we, I use my dump phone to tap. To, to yeah, pay. so so you don't need to touch a keypad either. So that's great. So. Uh, you know, pretty well, that's what's happening here. And I think happening everywhere. Everyone's just using their phones or a tap uh, card to, to pay for anything. No money. Don't touch a keypad, blah, blah, blah. Steve, I want to, and, and, and Joe, I want to take the conversation over to a little bit about sports. Now, uh, some people might not know, and uh, a few do know, that Steve, uh, my co-host, is a uh, he's a sports god to many. Now, Tell him who I am, he, Dave. Uh, he he is a I sports am. god to many. But Steve, before I uh, take a seat, if you're not standing, take a seat. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he's a legend in his own mind. That's for sure. And I'd like you to stay seated because if your head swells, you might fall over. So now listen. <laughs> I know, you, I know, Joe. You don't know, Joe. I'd like you maybe to take over the conversation a little bit here, and ask Joe about sports. Well, Joe, first of all. Um, I am a big sports fan. I've been a lifelong athlete, um, so I love playing sports, and I like watching sports too. But funny enough, in the, and, and I was a big hockey fan for years. Uh, as a kid, I started out a Chicago fan. Then I turned into a Habs fan when I turned 18, 19. We started going out to party in Montreal, going to games. So, uh, I've, so since then, I've been a Habs fan. And as you should know if you're a big sports fan, we have a team here in Ottawa the Ottawa Centers, which I hate, and of course there's a rivalry between there's a rivalry between the Habs. Steve, for once, that's where you're right. Go on. Uh, so there's a rivalry between the Habs and the Senators, and also between the Leafs and the Senators, because we're all kind of along the same corridor. Uh, so anyway, um, but I lost, I lost, not lost touch. I lost interest in watching hockey on TV. Uh, I guess. Probably the last, I always watch the play, not the playoffs, but I'll always watch the Stanley Cup. I will always watch that. Just like I watch the Super Bowl, I watch the Grey Cup. I like to watch the, the, uh, the culmination of the season in the, in the championships, right? It's always, usually the most exciting. And in the playoffs, for, and I don't know if you follow CFL, um, I do follow some of the NFL. Ah! I do follow some of the CFL playoffs, but I mean the NFL playoffs. But the CFL playoffs, if you don't know about the CFL, Joe, um, is fantastic because the games are always amazing. The, the, the semis, uh, the quarters and the semis are always exciting. They always go down to the last touchdown or last field goal, whatever. And then the Grey Cups are usually about the same, although we've had stinkers like you guys have had stinkers with the, uh, with the Super Bowl too. But anyway, the weird thing for me is that I've lost interest in watching hockey on television and watching any sports ad nauseum or not ad nauseum, but but you know on a regular basis except for the playoffs. So what about you, Joe? Like, are are you having a bit of withdrawal because you love to watch uh, team sports? Well, um, in the Great Cup, I do like when the the uh, the guy the RCMPs bring in the trophy at the end. <laughs> I just think that's pretty. Yeah. He knows it, Steve. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> I, I tune in just I tune in for that. Nice. Um, down here, as I mentioned to Dave, and it may be a little more New Brunswick compared to an area like Ottawa, but 
the area here is just so sports obsessed. Um, some would say over obsessed between New York and Boston. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but there's some people that just, uh, are, are obviously having withdrawals and they're what they're rerunning old NCAA tournament games on. And they're even reporters that are tweeting during those games as if it Dying. were live, wow. um, which, uh, you know, which is a little bizarre, but, um, yeah. we had a big right when. Oh, we lost Joe. Oh, I lost everybody. Oh, are you back? No, I'm here, still here, Steve. We lost Joe. Okay. There's Joe. There he is. I'm back. Yeah. Um, the uh, high school tournaments were in full swing and we're down to the state tournament part. And the state tournaments here, they hold them at one of the casinos and they draw about 20,000 fans over, over two days. And they made the call to... Um, cancel the tournaments and it caused at the time it was before everyone really knew how bad it was it caused such an uproar that the following day there was a protest of over 500 people at the state athletic headquarters saying you know let us play the tournament you took our games away they thought they sort of jumped the gun a little bit and then that night was when the first nba player was diagnosed with it and then everyone sort of stepped back and realized that it was it was the right thing to do um so that was an interesting tape people were battling back and forth about um if it was the right thing to do uh then the college and the march madness nca tournament was canceled and that provides the NCA their TV contract that gives them 80% of their yearly funding for wow. sports. Wow. So, um, you know, that standpoint, there was a lot. And then it even trickles down to like little league baseball, which was just starting up, um, has been put on hold. I run a girls AAU basketball club in the state and that's been put on hold and everyone's pretty much doing it maybe like three weeks at a time, sort of kicking the can down the road till we hear the next, uh, the next step. But yeah. it's definitely, uh, caused people to, uh, realize that reading is an option. Uh, listening to music is an option. Hmm. Uh, the parks are, are packed around here. The state parks, um, at safe distances with people getting out and walking, which is good to see, but it does take a big part, even our sports section, which it, it reminded me of when I was in New Brunswick, when the sports section was three pages long and two and a half pages were curling and hockey. Um, <laughs> and, and down, and down and here, the Sunday, yeah, yeah, the Sunday sports section in the New Haven paper, which is usually a good 15 pages long, was three pages the other day. Wow. Um, so it's affected... You know, there really has affected the sports segment. And then also there's so much travel involved. Like even with AAU, teams travel out of state. So those hotel, the tournaments that have been canceled, that's affected hotels that take groups and restaurants, um, all sorts of travel. So it's um, it's certainly not a necessity, but it is a, it's become a way of life for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Joe, sorry, Steve. It's uh, uh, Joe. The 
idea that uh, the, just the financial hit that the is being taken worldwide in all sports that people sports aren't being played, people aren't going to the arenas or the the, the venues. And uh, but when you look at the sports teams, what's the trajectory? Because what's going to happen is that these players are not training together. Uh, all right across all professional sports, they they can't train. What's going to happen when things come back online? Hmm. Um, I, I I don't see the NBA coming back. I know they're looking at options of smaller arenas so even if there are no fans there it has a better look and it sort of becomes a television only um type event but then you wonder like how they're talking about july and august which is fine if there's nothing else going on people will watch it but then you get into nfl football which is the five thousand pound gorilla in the room that um you know, people will still watch, and, and you hope by September it's, it's cleared up. But for like a baseball, which is outdoor sport, and there are all these minor league. Connecticut's got um, two or three minor league baseball teams, and uh, it definitely affects vendors that work those games, ticket takers, parking lot attendants. Um, but you hope by you know, end of summer, it'll start back up again. And then there'll be the, like you mentioned, the training portion to get people. I think most athletes are still working out on their own in anticipation of when it will resume. Yeah, but, but Joe, team sports are team sports. Steve? Yeah. Well, it'll, I was going to say Joe. I was going to say Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say that's where you're wrong, but I can't because, Joe, that's where you're right. So I think what's going to happen, they can't bring the NHL, the NBA, they can't bring it back to finish the season because for what you said, it's going to conflict with baseball um, and um, help me out here. What's the other sport in the summer? Football. So that's going to be a problem because of television time. Um, and all that. So I think what's going to happen with the NBA um, and uh, the NHL, there's going to be that classic that you see in record books, like during the Second World War, little asterisks beside it, because it wasn't a real record, it wasn't a real season, so they're going to just have to say, you know what, season's over, here's who's on top of the league, you're the winner. But, you know, not with all the fanfare, not with all that shit, no rings or anything like that. But just say, you know what, at the end of the 2020 season, this team was on top, so they won it. But you put a big asterisk beside it. It's been done in other leagues, in soccer leagues in Europe during the Second World War. Same thing happened. The NHL, same thing happened. Because if once we get back to normality and we can start having... At le- and here's what I th- see, too. And maybe one of you can say, Steve, that's where you're wrong. But I see that when we get back to public game, public sporting events... I bet you anything they will start it without audiences. And I'll tell you why. Because it is, it's not easy, but it's easier to make sure that 20 players, and I'm making it simplistic, it's making it simplistic because there's obviously trainers and coaches and all that shit. But it's easier to put 20 players in complete quarantine, make sure they don't have symptoms, and then let them play the game with nobody else there. So that's what I think might happen as things get back rolling again. Uh, well, Steve, that's that... where you're wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. 
Um, I know in the NBA, this was a full week ago, that they said one in 75 NBA players had tested positive. And that was probably for society in general, but not that many people have been tested in society as had been in the NBA. So people are saying, well, how could it be? Or in the White House. Yeah, yeah. well, we got to. Well, we get 15 minutes in before we hit the White House, but no, yeah, I, I gave you that much time. Gave you that. This is Dunkin' Donuts versus Tim Hortons. Don't forget. Go ahead. I did say to myself, I will refrain from saying his name for the entire show. I call him um, McDonald. But yeah, it's. Um, I, I I do think sort of all hands are on deck. Like they're having some MMA fights in other countries that are in That's empty terrible. arena. Terrible. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I saw you know, that. I mean, the, the sports pages took over. All of a sudden, uh, they have a couple of stories about uh, players that aren't are sad that they're not going to such and such a team, and then there's a big headline about mixed martial arts. Yeah, and it's. Um, I mean, so much of sports is the spectator aspect of it, but I think there, as Steve mentioned, there will be an an easing process. It's they're not going to go from zero to 60 or whatever your speed limit is up there in kilometers. Um, they, uh, zero to 110, Joe. I like zero to 60. I'm still old school on that. Okay. Yeah, well, I still think when you're going zero to 110, you're going further up that number chain. It's, it's more impressive. It goes 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, not, you know, 20, 30, 40. Go ahead. In New Brunswick, I still have yet to see a, a, a police officer on a highway, but I digress. Oh, God. Um, you just yeah, used yourself. I think, I think like with everything, there will be an ease in. Like even in schools, uh, friends of mine that are teachers are saying when schools do go back, do school lunches change in terms of cafeteria and how far kids sit apart or colleges where – there are lecture halls, things like that. I think in all aspects of society, there will be a little bit of an ease-in process. Um, and then when the first person sneezes and everyone gets up and streams out into the hallway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Steve makes a great point there about sports. Oh, no, easy now, Joe. Fig- easy. Figuring out ways to, uh, figuring out ways to <laughs> properly. Steve, what? Before I now, forget, Steve, uh, hear me out here for a sec. Both of you, hear me out. The, um, what's the only thing you have in life, Steve? The only thing you have in life is life itself. Hope, hope. And 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 what does life itself require? Uh, water. It requires health. Oh, all health. you have is your health. Their health. I think. I, I think what's going to happen with sports is that no one really cares. The owners might care, but there's more important things going on right now than sports. Sports is a distraction. You look back, I love watching television now, and they'll go to a commercial and they'll show people in a restaurant. And I say to my wife, remember how that was? (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll show people looking around a house uh, to buy a house. Remember what that was like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Construction workers at construction sites. Remember how that was, dear? Yeah. Like, you know, until things actually change where we're protected by modern science... That's the way it's going to be. And no one is going to give a damn about sports other than the owners. Yeah, but and the, maybe the players. Yeah, but the it's not that's Dave. not it's not that simple, okay? <laughs> so think about this. Yeah, well, but but your health is most of the, that's the right. economy is crashing. Yeah, that, Dave. That's right. Dave. 
Joe? Dave, you don't know yeah. how long I've been waiting to say this, but <laughs> that, that, that that's where you're wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, how yes, am that's I wrong, Joe? Check, I can check that off my bucket list now. Perfect. <laughs> um, I, I think that we're such a sports-obsessed society. It's sort of like after 9-11 and they said everyone will change how they treat each other. Um, and it was that way for a while. And then people sort of got back to their old habits. And I do think this will be a step back moment in history for everyone. But I do think when they, when things get back to what will be considered the new normal, that um, if people can afford it, they're still going to want to spend on things that gave them enjoyment. Um, whether it's going to the movies, going to plays, going to concerts. And like I said, I do think it will be scaled back a little bit and people will realize, hey, there there are other ways I can spend my money than than sports. But I don't right. think Priorities. It, it's just Yeah, I d I don't I don't think it's gonna go away. Yeah. Um and and, and let me hop in, Joe, because uh, I'm in your camp on this one. So if you, well, this is piling on, Dave. Yeah. So well, listen, is your guest. So, <laughs> so think about this. Think about this. Let's talk about sports. Our guest, buddy. Let's talk about. Wait, so your guest is on. Let's Go ahead. let's talk about sports in general, the big four in particular, and deal with North America. Okay. So when there is every now and then, money rears its ugly head, and. Some people start complaining about how much athletes earn, but but in reality, most people, the even the people that can't can't afford to go and see a live game and can barely afford to pay the rent, are fervently behind a sports team and they're happy that guy's making ten million. You know why? Because here's where we can talk about Dunkin' Donuts. It's the American dream. Capitalism, the American dream, is that anybody can become a millionaire if you work hard enough. So these, Ten these, hours. these athletes who have made it and are multimillionaires, the poorest guy in the frickin' ghetto, again, who can barely pay his rent but has a fucking 60-inch screen TV to watch the games, he's all behind that. So I think uh, Joe is completely right. And we are a sports-obsessed nation, even though a lot of people don't follow. No doubt about it. But the general populace, and I, and I don't mean to denigrate people who don't have money or an education, but the lower classes... But you will anyway. The lower classes... The lower classes, The lower classes seem to have a much more fervent passion for sports and their sports heroes than others because it lifts them out of poverty, it lifts them out of undereducation, gives them hope, gives them something to live for, and 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 just be existentialism right there. Well, I'm speechless almost. Uh, <laughs> we still there? <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Steve and Joe, look, I'll tell you what the reality, and I'm a reality guy. This is where you're both wrong again. The reality guy says that money has dried up. Mm. Even though people yearn to get back to seeing sports and so on and to attending sports and going out to their favorite football, baseball, hockey game, they won't be able to afford it. This mm. is this this virus is 
a crushing blow, unfortunately, on the finances of the world, but is that, both the United is States that and Canada. Be, but how long do you think, is that going to be a, a one to two year thing as opposed to a permanent thing? Like, for example, oh, people think, that yeah, go... No, short term, that, one to two years. You know, people that, people that go to games may say, I can't afford season tickets, but I'll go to, you know, half the games instead. Yeah, but people, people are going to say also, I don't want to go to that game because I haven't had COVID yet. And there might be people there that are sick with COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, what we talked about in the previous podcast, sort of segmenting the population into haves and have nots, so to speak. Had, co- had COVID, have not had COVID. You know, Steve was talking about earlier about teams uh, sitting in isolation for two weeks. I can really see that happening. And then going out and playing sports because they all know that no one has COVID nineteen. It's uh, it's it's th- this virus has thrown a curveball, if you'll forgive my use of the uh, the, the language, uh, into everything that we know about anything. And the great unknown is the future. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, that's. Well, the- but but Dave, Dave and Steve, uh, I think you're. Uh, underselling the U.S. Don't forget, uh, yesterday uh, they were complaining that people were still packing the beaches. Um, and uh, there was a story There was a story in the uh, uh, one of the New York papers about a couple in Staten Island, New York, that had a wedding. The church, their church allowed it. Um, wasn't supposed to be, so they said people were sitting three feet apart in the pews. Um but there were elderly people there, and in classic New York style, you know, police came and sort of tried to break it up. And when reporters came around, the bride and groom both just threw f bombs at the reporters. Wow! So, go, go New York. Dave, Some things uh, are still Dave, are still normal. Never, um, Dave. Never, yet, never undersell the Americans, Dave. What's that, Dave? Never undersell the Americans. No, um, no, never. And the, there, like I said, there. I, I do agree. There is going to be a phase in of everything. Like people will sort of be like, okay, can I walk outside again? Can I? Do I still have to elbow bump? Do I have to elbow bump this guy, or can I actually give I, him I, a handshake? I read an, I read an article uh, about a guy, a gentleman, uh, epidemiologist, who helped uh, eradicate smallpox. And he's still alive. He's, uh, I think he's in his 80s or something like that. And he said what eventually is going to come, which I've thought and said many times in the past month, what will come is a system of identifying yourself, a government-approved COVID-free badge or ribbon or something, and the paperwork that a says scarlet it. scarlet letter. Because the, a, th- what it, a scarlet letter, that will exp- show you, it'll, it'll give you... A, it'll give you the freedom to do more things. B, it'll give you the freedom to help more people that because now you are, and we, we won't get into it, but allegedly you can't get it again. Um, it's going to create a, a segregated society until, you know, I, and again, it's all until antivirals or a vaccine is is hopefully discovered yeah but that's possible uh, but, but it's a double-edged sword because of what i just said the scarlet letter and so what it would be is because the scarlet letter i can't remember the exact story but it's someone who had something right 
So if you have the virus, you're going to have the scarlet letter. So the problem with that, it's the same thing about the, the mask thing, which we talked about yesterday, is that in my society right now, I don't know about, or I should say in my neighborhood, in my environs, if you go out with a mask on in a public place, you're one of the only people with a mask, and that's a scarlet letter. Because what the, the common knowledge seems to be conventional wisdom, which, which I still disagree with and other people have disagreed with, that uh, if you're wearing a mask, it means you have the virus or are sick. Whereas in Asia, it's not that way. It's the other way around. So bottom line is, I, I think you're right. It would be neat if we could do that and if it worked, but it will stigmatize the people that still have it. So that's a problem. Too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm, well, I think what no one's thinking about, what the heck's going to happen on Halloween this year? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Joe, well, Joe that's, that's an ama- I think that's a great way to end it, I think, Dave. We're up to 32 minutes here, and I think it was amazing having Joe on today. And I think Joe may have to become a regular. What do you think, Dave? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's, uh, you know, I could even foresee a, a, a little podcast uh, and we could go through different uh, festivals and events and see what the effect is going to have on them, like Halloween. Like how would Halloween. you do Halloween? You know, how do you, how do you, although they do it this way, it's going to be deliveries of candy to doors is what it's going to be. Yeah. Your kids will have bags of candy out in front of the door brought to them. Yeah. But Joe, thank you very much, sir. It was great having you on and getting together and talking with Steve and I. Uh, there were some things that we didn't agree on, but some things we did, which is great. So uh, I think, yeah, Joe in the future would be a fantastic idea. Steve? Yeah. Yep. I think we're done. Thank you very much, Joe. And Steve and Dave, I really, uh, I enjoy listening to your podcast. I told Dave, I just get my dinner ready and I've listened to a couple of them. A couple of them got a little bit, you know, dark and doom and gloom there. So I, uh, I was, I was that's hoping just, to lighten it up a little bit. That's just the um, tip of the I, iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. I think it's yeah, great well, what you guys are doing. And Steve, I I like your opening song, but if there's any way you could once in a while pop in the, the old Hartford Whalers theme song, <laughs> that, that, that would be awesome. All right, we'll see what we can do. Joe, is there a song title that you could just quickly throw our way that... He just is, said it. He just said it. Is your, is, Hartford know, Whalers you song. Another, you have another song title? What? What I don't know. What the was the Hartford Whalers? Whalers what was the Hartford Whalers song? Remember that brass? They still play it. The Carolina Hurricanes still play it. That's the old where the Whalers moved to. But what, Jodiet, What's the song though? Song. So I can find it. What's it called? Brass Bonanza. Brass Bonanza. Okay, I'll put it. I'll put it on for the theme song. Jo- so that jo- means people have already heard it because I used it at the beginning of this episode. Joe, is there a title of a song or a lyric that reminds you of the situation we're all in right now? Oh, that's sort of putting me on the spot. Wow. <laughs> I'll just I, be a typical American and say, Sing Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Oh, God, I'm vomiting. <laughs> I'm vomiting. All right, Joe, nice talking to you. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much, guys. Both, both, you, guys, both you guys wash your hands and wash your whatevers. <laughs> Have a good day.